Hello there. Hello. Hello. How are we, Chris? How are we? Well, I say this, I don't really care, because I have to say, we've seen each other far too much recently. Yeah, I mean, we've probably not got as much to talk about, because we've just heard it. We've we've been chatting. Yeah, we've seen each other a lot. So we, as we said before, we've been, we're in the midst of the tour. Well, I say in the midst, we're almost done now. We've only got tonight and tomorrow, and that'll be it. Yeah, it'll be done when this is out, so yeah. Yeah, um, but that's, I'm sure there's plenty of things we can plug later on, so that's absolutely fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Always got something to plug. Always got things to plug. Um, Shows, I mean. Um, and, um, <laughs> although I could probably do with that. Um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so we've seen each other quite a lot. We've been doing the shows. They've been going really well. So thank you. If anyone that's listening, if you had come and see the show, thank you very much. We'd love to hear what you thought. If you go to Raising Cane Productions, either the socials, or have you got an email as well? For Raising yeah, Cane? you can sign up to our mailing list from Ooh. our website. We've just actually set up a mailing list. So if you go to RaisingCaneProductions.com, you can go to the bottom of the page, sign up to our mailing list, and we will start to keep you updated with a monthly newsletter about what Raising Cane Productions mm. is. There's a lot to. coming up, isn't there? We've got a lot on. Yeah, we've got a busy, busy 2023. Um, yeah, we've got a, an Easter special coming up for the book at the end of the shelf, which right. is going to be mental. A lot funnier. Still like darkly comic, but a lot funnier. I'm, I, I'm still finishing writing it at the minute. Ooh. So I should probably stop promoting it until I've actually <laughs> written it and I know I can do it. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then I've got A Year in a Day, which is my one-person show where I play Nathan, an Irish fella. And can we say Happy St. Patrick's Day? We're yes. filming on St. Patrick's Day. So this Day. is St. Patrick's Day today. Obviously, it won't be when you listen to it. But uh, in retrospect, Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, and why is that special to you now, Chris? Or why will it be special well, to you? Well, my granddad is Irish. He um, is from Narvan, which always has the confusion of are you saying northern <laughs> he's northern no he's from Narvan, which is in county mead and yeah i i'm applying for irish citizenship to be an irish fellow very so nice. i can get that sweet sweet eu passport <laughs> uh, ah i see i see that <laughs> and my partner will marry me if she can also get a sweet sweet really? EU passport that's a joke she won't is it <laughs> We're not getting married. Anyway. Um, Very exciting. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's, That's so Irish. boring. I'm just English. That's How boring is just that? Just old, old English. Just boring old Norfolk You've probably English. got something. Actually, no. You look like an Anglo-Saxon <laughs> through and through. Well, I, my granddad, um, uh, bless him, um, good old, good old Graham. Um, he he used to really be into uh, like family trees and stuff. Right. And we found that a lot of the Adkins family are between Scotland, America, and Africa. Okay. Yeah. You can see the resemblance. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, that's where kind of the Adkins kind of come from, really. Um, but I can I could definitely see the Scottish. Callum's a very Scottish name. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah. Cool. And Scottish is always also one of my favourite accents to do. Nice one. Um, but I did it once. I've got some Scottish friends and uh, they were begging me to, to do it for them. I Basically, thought you were going to say to stop. To st- well, well, <laughs> once I'd started, they, they wanted me to do it just so they could say how rubbish it was. And uh, they were like, uh, yeah, no, it's it's fine for an accent, but it doesn't sound like us. So I was like, well, okay, I'm going to work on that then, which I think I have. Um, but yeah, no, I absolutely love accents. Which I think is especially important nowadays because 
it used to always be that everyone had to speak like an RP in until fairly recently, yeah. until kind of about 10, 20 years ago, or even more so recently. Um, and now it's very much people like regional accents. Yeah, especially um, correcting. So yeah. if you've not got a very strong regional accent, like myself, I don't really have a strong Norfolk accent. And even if I did, nothing really calls for a Norfolk accent no. uh, in what is being made in this country. It's all... Uh, northern accents are great, like uh, Scouse, uh, yeah. Manchester, Yorkshire, um, all of those kind of big ones. Um, so if you don't have a strong um, kind of good usable regional accent, then you've got to be good at accents to, yeah. to be versatile and to get work. So that's kind of one of my favourite things to do, really. I love accents. Um, but anyway, unfortunately, going back to you, um, I went to go and see you perform on Wednesday, Chris. Um, oh right, yeah. Yes, uh, Chris now does uh, open mic nights for his comedy songs, uh, and uh, do you know what? I hate to say it, it was quite good. It was no, it was very good. It was really good fun. <laughs> You'll be able to see it on uh, on Facebook. Do you put it on Instagram as well? Or yeah, just... put it on my Instagram. Yeah, Instagram on, and Facebook. Not on Raising Cane on Chris Saint yeah. Clark. He's got uh, clips on there, um, but really the best way to see him, if you can, is to see him live. Uh, where are you performing next? Um, I don't know really. I just kind of casually go to different open mic nights mm. i've got um i'm gonna go to voodoo daddy's showroom at the 28th of march and mm-hmm. do the open mic there um but also i've got yeah people are trying to get me booked in at the minute for a, for a gig so i think Amazing. voodoo's are, are wanting to get something for paid me. work yeah, yeah wow um yes and so i'm trying to get my foot in the door in the kind of like music scene but also mm. the comedy scene i'm trying to get my foot in like comedy clubs and stuff because there's not many people doing comedy music in Norwich yeah which is funny because it is I think it kind of ebbs and flows comes in and out of fashion uh, like comedy um, musical comedy Um, but there's a few good people about at the moment on kind of the national scene yeah Um, so yeah it'd be great to get some more kind of going in Norfolk because some people sniff their nose at it but I really enjoy musical comedy I think it's great yeah I really try and do like just just do funny storytelling, like mm. do funny stories that have that can just be like fit to some music. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been good fun. I really enjoy that kind of performing. It's something I'm completely new to doing music, so yeah, mm. it's, it's been good. So the twenty eighth is when you're performing at Voodoo. Yeah, Dallas. and and <laughs> is something else going to happen that night? Maybe. Right, so this has been going on for a long time now. So I've, as I think we've said on the podcast before, I've been desperate to try some stand-up comedy. Um, and seeing Chris do his, his comedy songs, uh, doing open mics, it's given, I don't know, it, it's, um, it's given me a little bit of confidence. Because uh, I was so bad. Yeah, I just thought, you know, it can't go any worse. Um, but uh, no, I just, um, I don't know. I've had an itch to do it for ages and, and I watch a lot of kind of, comedy um not in person unfortunately um which i need to do more of um but uh online and stuff and i got some of my favorite comedians that i love watching um but uh but yeah so i've had a real itch that i need to scratch and uh, you kind of doing it has made me want to try it out so we keep saying you're going on the 28th to, to voodoo daddies uh tuesday the 28th uh so I, I i may or may not be there to to try some to try some he comedy will. he will he will he will <laughs> Also, no, I, no, I need to. I think I, I do. I do do it unless something terrible happens. Touchwood. Um, I sh- I shall be there and I shall try out my um my my comedy. Um, I do worry because like there's food being served uh and this at this comedy night um and at this open mic night, and my comedy the set that I put together 
I don't think lends itself well to eating while you're listening to it. Meat um, slop. <laughs> well, I haven't. I'm not doing the meat slop story. It's uh, it's all well. It's quite literally. It's shit jokes. Yeah. Uh, is uh, but it's just about my all of my comedy. Like I've got loads of different sets that I put together, but this particular one, which I'm starting with, uh, just revolves around my my life and some of my tragic stories. Uh, and uh, and yeah, unfortunately, a lot of that goes towards my bowels. So and apologies for that, and and mainly out, yeah. <laughs> uh, How yeah. are we on poo poo pee pee bum bum again? Again, and, uh, <laughs> two episodes. And in I a hate row. to say it, I think we're going back there later on with the meat of this episode. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I mean, if people would like to come, then it'll make me have to do it if I know that there's going to be an audience there. There so... will be an audience. I mean, there was like eighty odd people when I first went there. Not too scary. Oh, but book a ticket. <laughs> book a ticket. Okay. Well, there we go. So I've said it on air now, so I'm going to have to do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's the end of this section. Let's have a bit of a... Let's have the opening song, and we'll go into oh, shit, uh, into our second section, actually talk about some films. This is not a reflection of my songwriting abilities, by the way, this song. It is. <laughs> Chris and Callum's Film Club, they're sitting on some chairs. They're chatting shit about films, but who really cares? See you after the break. Oi, George, get another round in, what do you want? Oh, uh, I'm not sure really. Uh, can you ask what IPAs they've got? Or, you know, maybe a craft ale? Oh, and can you make sure that the hops are local? And I'm sorry. What's happened to beer? Like, since when has it all become so snobby? All I want from a beer is it to be wet, golden, cold or warm. I ain't fussy. That's why I drink beer from the proper pint, people. Because with them, there ain't no messing about. The proper pint, people. It's beer, but dumb proper. Get it down, you son. But what about this uh, lovely craft ale that I've found? You can shove it, sunshine. Hello. And we're back. Hello. Uh, hello. Um, so, uh, we would just start... Oh, that was a really short section. There's a reason. It's because I forgot to talk about what I wanted to talk about. Um, so, I went to... Uh, I did something other than your show. Because I have a life outside of your show, Chris. No, you don't. Sometimes. I own you. <laughs> well, I forgot to sign the contract. So, actually, you don't I own don't me. I don't have to pay him. <laughs> yes, you do. Please. I'm going to make sure I sign the contract before tomorrow. Um, so, yeah. So, I went to the cinema... Um, last weekend, um, which is really nice because I really, for someone who loves films, I don't go to the cinema enough. Um, I think it's just, it's putting aside that amount of time. I find it difficult to watch a film at home, like all in one sitting, let alone actually going out to the cinema and watching it all. So it's really nice. It becomes a really nice event. And I went, um, I went on Saturday and then I went on Sunday as well. So it was great to, to go two days in a row. Um, so on Saturday I went to go and see Matilda. Oh, cool. Um it was it was great. It was now this is gonna sound dodgy. It was on Kids Club. I went with my sister who's still a child. Uh and it was You it went was... to the Kids Club screen. <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. You it was very sat, cheap. You were sat in <laughs> now, the cinema. With, now with my family, okay? So it was fine. The kids Club. Yes. <laughs> with this beard. <laughs> Surprised they let me in. <laughs> uh, luckily, they hadn't seen my performance as Martin. Can I um, see the films, please? <laughs> I'd like to watch Matilda, please. Where's your <laughs> child, sir? No, just me. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, I went to go see Matilda. It's very, very good, to be fair, because it was it only cost like three pounds fifty, 
Um, and it was in like a proper, I thought it was going to be one of the tiny, like rubbish little screens, but it was in a proper screen. Um, and it was brilliant. So I uh, weren't, wasn't necessarily supposed to be speaking about Matilda today, but I, I watched it and I absolutely loved it. So I just wanted to quickly say um, a little bit about it before we, um, before we continue. Um, so have you, do you know much about Matilda? Have you ever read I've the book or the seen the original, original film? I've yeah. never read the book. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to read a lot of Roald Dahl when I was little. Ah, he's brilliant. It's, it, I, I'm... Uh, dyslexic and I, so I've not really done much reading but Roald Dahl books were always I didn't necessarily read them myself but my dad would always read them to me and Charlie the Chocolate Factory um, The Twits Roald Dahl James the Giant Peach like I, I, I love those those books so much um, and uh, anyway yes yeah, so this is um, the adaptation of the musical version of Matilda uh, so Tim Minchin who we both really love Tim Minchin yeah um, and uh, his kind of humour and his his way of writing songs really comes through um, in the film my family actually went to go and see the musical I didn't see the musical uh, but I, I went to go and see this film with them and they said uh, it's quite different from the musical actually I think they make a real effort um, to really make it cinematic which I think for the most part comes off really well sometimes it goes a little bit uh, like to Hollywood and MCU and there's like a big CGI monster thing towards the end I'm like yeah. why is this in this film it didn't really make sense um, but and it, it's a little bit, it seems like Roald Dahl wrote this book, obviously, ages ago. And this story's been around for ages. But because of Stranger Things and, and lots of different um, stories like this at the moment, it falls in, it looks a little bit derivative of a young girl with, like, telekinetic kind of powers. Okay. So it seems a bit de derivative in that way. But it's not because it's the story's been around for ages. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, no, it's absolutely fantastic. I love, um, I'm a sucker for a musical. I kind of grew up doing musicals when I was younger so um it really I don't know it really packed a punch for me emotionally I I felt emotional I, I kind of welled up three times in this film which is very odd um but it was there's something about it I mean the story anyway is is brilliant and then the, just the songs with it it was um yeah it was amazing for me performances were great I think um I can't remember her name um, but the girl who played Matilda was fantastic and all the kids actually were. And I think so often kids, uh, young actors, child actors get really criticised. Yeah. But I think in this film they were brilliant. Okay. I think they were really great. Um, the dance numbers were amazing. And again, coming from a musical background, I did, um, I was in uh, a performance of Oliver in 2012, um, which was like the the proper West End version when it came to Norwich. And so I know kind of what it's like having to do those big musical numbers and stuff and doing them on the screen as well and all the pressure that those kids must have felt. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. All of their performances musically and, and acting and dancing were incredible. Um, and yeah, I thought um, their performances were great. I thought, ah, um, uh, oh, what's her name that plays uh, Miss Honey? Um, she, uh, Lashana Lynch. So she was uh, she played 007 in the, uh, the latest James Bond film, right. the last okay. in the in the current yeah, uh, yeah, franchise, uh, and uh, she's and she was also in. Funny enough, she was in um, Captain Marvel, and like this is a completely different role, and I've never seen her like this before. But she was she was incredible. I I, I just felt so much empathy for her, and she was amazing. There's a song she does about a little house that she has. Um, it's not much, but it's home to her, and ah, oh, it's just such an emotional film i absolutely loved every minute of it and um, there's silliness there's sincereness like to me it was like i didn't expect it but it was almost like a saw film at the end like okay. so, no which sounds mad but like there's the thing which comes from the book called a chokey 
because um, a lot of this film uh, is about kind of Roald Dahl's experiences. With... Were you in the right? No, no, no. Genuinely, cinema. genuinely. There, it's there was... Yeah, no, no. This is from the book. I can't remember. So, I'm so like Roald Dahl, I'm guessing, which is kind of what this book is about. I'm guessing is about corporal punishment in schools. Right. Um, and he, I'm guessing, he didn't have a great. Uh, kind of experience in school um, but so what he writes in the book is what's called a chokey which is like where bad children are sent by uh, Miss Trunchbull uh, and it's it's that horrific in the film like it's, it's this little out outback shack with like spikes in it and then at the end not to spoil it like there's there's one for all of the children and it goes proper sore like these horrible contraptions. I'm like, what is going? They're... I'm in this screening with children. I'm like, what is? Go... I'd be terrified if I watched this film. Like, I remember I was scared watching the original film, which I don't think was scary at all. Um, but yeah, so there's, yeah, this film's a lot, but it's it's fantastic. I think um, it's very timely as well uh, with all of the things going on with teachers at the moment, with teacher strikes, and wherever you fall. Um, in that debate, this this film really shows the importance of teachers and, and modern teaching, um, and how and not locking up kids, and not locking up kids. That's the moral of but, the story. But but how that one teacher, uh, just one thing that a teacher might say to a child can completely change their trajectory. And yeah. and I've had that in my life, and I'm sure you have as well. Um, and they just unlock your potential um so yeah this film was amazing and it's out of cinemas now that was to say that was just a kids club showing um don't judge me um and um but it was genuinely when it comes out on streaming services which i think it will because it's made by netflix please watch it it's um it's fantastic cool um, so sorry that was a bit of a divergence there um but no i really wanted to talk about that and also i went to go and see avatar uh, avatar 2 the way of water but i want to i'm thinking for our next episode i want to talk about avatar Okay, cool. Um, I'll, I'll go see it. Yeah, I want to talk about Avatar as, as a franchise and kind of what it stands for in, in modern Hollywood. Um, so, yeah, so stay tuned for the next episode where we talk about that. Anyway, back on track. Yes. Let's talk about, first of all, recommendations uh, from last episode. Yeah. Let's start with you, Chris, because I've been talking a lot. Yeah, uh, I watched Dog Day Afternoon um, and going into it, seeing the cast, seeing that it was an Al Pacino mm-hmm. film in the 70s, um, I was expecting something very taxi driver esque, yeah. very Godfather esque. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's even got I th- uh, his name is he the guy who plays Fredo. Yeah, in... I know exactly who you mean. I yeah, can't yeah. remember his name as either. Yeah. But yeah, but um, so seeing those two as a pairing, um, I I don't I know very little. I knew very little about Dog Day Afternoon, and I just knew it was an Al Pacino film, mm. um, and and the humour in it. <laughs> It's so funny. I was expecting something because so many films from the 70s are so kind of dark and gritty and and they really went for that movement of of just, yeah, really like pushing the boat with like gritty storytelling. And it it is to an extent. But but the humour in it, I was just Mm. laughing out loud. I wasn't expecting. I just really, the humour knocked me off my feet. I was like, I was not expecting Mm. it to be so funny. So the premise is that Al Pacino's character, um, Sonny, goes in to rob a bank with two of his friends and just everything goes wrong for him so quickly like and it's based on a true story is it yeah 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 um yeah and everything just goes so wrong for him and and, but it's all their own decisions it's all the things they they just do they make bad decisions Mm. and then immediately have to face the consequences and obviously it it very quickly escalates to a huge police standoff yeah um 
it's so funny it's, it's absurd re- isn't it it's, it's really funny and and it's really it really plays around with making um making a protagonist who is ultimately doing something bad very likable mm. he's a very likable character and they find ways of of making you latch onto them i could see a lot of influences that other films have, have had um from this film um and the 70s also did like a i really like films from the 70s because a lot of them do what i really enjoy about storytelling is when they kind of keep it centralized in one location so um i find the best stories are are ones that could also be a stage play so if this Mm. was this could be set in a bank it could be a bank a set in a bank yeah as a stage play and there's so many films from the 70s that are like that there's like um assault on precinct 13 which is another john carpenter film um you've got uh what's it called um i can't remember uh yeah, so films like Assault on Precinct 13. Um, and then so like modern films that I've seen, they've taken a lot of influence from this. Certainly Tarantino. Tarantino really likes that kind of like Reservoir Dogs. Mm. It's got huge influences from this. Um, and Hateful Eight. Those kind of films where they're just like intense mm. dramas that have got really high stakes. Um, but that kind of comedy dialogue. Um, and then Free Fire, which I mentioned, I think, maybe last week or two weeks ago, which is a Ben Wheatley film. Um, I can see like real influences from this, and that's like that's set out in a warehouse in the seventies. It's produced by Martin Scorsese, and it's like yeah, that one lo- one central location that's really high, high stakes, really good drama. Um, I love it. I really loved it. Um, and I love and I love films like Taxi Driver as well. So I and yeah, I was just ex- I really was expecting something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it really took me by surprise. That's why I really wanted someone else to watch it because we so we were I think we just had to study um, a scene um, from it when I was at uni um, and then we had to write our own scene um, uh, as if it was right after the the film Um, and um, I don't think many people actually watched the whole film right and so I haven't really had that many people to properly talk about with it but it's it's absurd isn't it like as you say it's completely subverts all expectations of what you think a bank heist film is going to be yeah and especially in the fact that in all films like this the bank heist would never be it would just be the bank heist you would always go away and they'd I don't know, come out of a location, but it's great that it's um, it's so claustrophobic and it stays in that same location and it just doesn't go at all how you think it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, and it's, um, I don't know, it just highlights, uh, I think, maybe Hollywood films as well in general in that nothing goes as as, as it's planned in real life. Like This is how yeah. a real bank heist would be because often the people are not really skilled people who can take a bank down like that it'll be people like this who are just desperate for yeah. money and he is desperate for money and it's all the little like it's all just the little comedy dialogues from the other characters that are held hostage it's just like he's trying to get them into a thing it's like oh i need a wee <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's, just all, it's all those little like uh there's one moment where um a woman starts to smoke it's the first time she's ever smoked and she wants to smoke mm. because she's in a hostage situation and the hostage taker's like why are you doing that that's bad for you your health <laughs> she's like you're robbing a bank <laughs> it's just like it's those like yeah it's, it's great it feels like almost it felt a lot more modern to me a modern way of, of mm. how we use humor and everything than a bit I was british expecting. as well yeah yeah and i was really i was really expecting yeah i was just really expecting something darker and grittier um so really pleasantly surprised and it tackles like um it looks at quite modern issues as well mm. so there's a big like um storyline running through about homosexuality and, mm. and, and as a transgender character um 
and part of the reasons that one of them is robbing the bank is to help mm. uh raise money for a sex change operation which is again mm. it's just I, again it's lots of things i just wasn't expecting from a film from the 70s yeah um and it's yeah really loved it and so much is brought to it by the performance as well because i actually we had to read the script before we read the uh, before we watched the film um and um yes yeah, so much i mean the script's great but so much is brought through the performances and al pacino yeah. it's and i've never seen al pacino like this before ever yeah um he always takes himself very seriously and he always has whether it's his fault or not but he's always put in very similar roles i find um so i think yeah this was a great kind of break from type yeah um but and i think it was one of his first big breaks yeah, I, think I think so yeah um but yeah in brilliant film and i'm so pleased someone else has watched it now and yeah. kind of gets it it's great yeah and lots of good like quotable lines as well there's one mm. that's just like he's trying to do deal, deal with the hostage negotiator and uh and he's just like kiss me <laughs> kiss me why He's like, I like to be kissed when I'm getting fucked. It's just like, <laughs> it's a great it's line. Such a good line. Attica, Attica, Attica. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, really good. Really oh, strong. Brilliant. I'm Loved glad it. you enjoyed it. Um, so my recommendation um, from last episode was The Thing. You watched the John Carpenter one. I did. I watched the John Carpenter one. Yeah. Now, so there are so there are three versions. Yeah. And so there's, uh, all stems from the original book and terrible, I can't remember what the book's called, but it's not called The Thing. Right. Um, and so then there was a uh, the original film, which was in the 50s, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then John Carpenter won in 1982. And then there was another one in 2011, yes. which people think is a, a reboot, but no, it's, it's not. not. It's, set, it's a prequel. It's the people that were before. Yeah, the Norwegians. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually quite like to watch that. Um, yes. Have you seen it? I haven't, but I know that a lot of people weren't happy about it because I think they use a lot of CGI. A lot of CGI. Whereas yeah, yeah, yeah. the amazing thing, which I'm sure you're about to talk about in John Carpenter's, is Cronenberg's actual. Mm. I mean, that's all. That's all on the screen. That's, yeah, you're looking mad. at everything that happens there, and the things he creates in that film is insane. It's yeah, it is, and I think, um, and the great thing to come from that. Is, which I guess is from necessity because there just wasn't the capabilities of CGI and technology at the time. But in that there was a real environment they created here. Like yeah. all of the um, all of the things are all real. So the actors had something to properly react to, and they were. Uh, I saw that um, they they didn't know what they were going to see. They didn't see any designs of of the thing beforehand, and they were genuinely felt sick. They were genuinely yeah. repulsed by this when they first saw it. That scene. Um, when they open it up on the table when they first bring it in yeah. from the Norwegian camp um, and yeah and there's so much looking behind the scenes there's so much to why this film works is because it's all it's all real like they didn't tell the cast a lot of the time the cast didn't know who the thing was yeah like they weren't told um, and uh, also they created an actual cold environment like that's not them pretending to be cold it's I think it's I don't know what it is in Celsius but it's 40 degrees Fahrenheit on set right so they were they were genuinely freezing, um, and you can so see that on on screen, um, in in how real it is, and, and I think we've kind of all of the so that's four degrees Celsius, just a, yeah, just a little, four degrees Celsius, and I think um, with all the absurdity because it is absurd, mm-hmm. like all of the, the the monsters and stuff. I think it's great that it's this film is really grounded in realism in, in yeah. everything they do with that but in the same way because obviously the reason that I watched this is because before I watched Alien you recommended this to me going on from that yeah um, and it does the same thing is that it um, it uh, puts together this group of people and it tries to get you to care about them in yeah. the same way and, and it tries to root itself within those first 
kind of however long, but not as long as Alien. You don't get as 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 long um, kind of setting the scene. It gets going a lot quicker than Alien yeah. does. I mean, literally, uh, the thing comes in in the form of of the husky well straight away, yeah. um, and uh, that was. That's the best dog acting I've ever seen. <laughs> like it's a very well trained dog. Like you'll never look at a husky the same way ever again. I know. Like it's creepy. Um, but uh, yeah, the I think it's 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 a it's an amazing film. I think it's it's actually made me um, appreciate Alien a little bit more. Okay. Is that I think Alien has aged better. Mm-hmm. I do think it has. I think um, I think that's always going to happen when you create those clinical environments that they did in Alien. I think it's just aged better than... I think the camera quality also was a bit better, I think, in Alien. I think um, generally, I think uh, Alien is more of a technical masterpiece than The Thing is. Right. I think it's still visually stunning, but the fact that there's a lot more um, kind of animatronics and and um, and prosthetics and, and practical effects... Uh, that does just age it a bit more. A lot of it is brilliant and still today is kind of mind-blowing and amazing that someone made that and it wasn't real. But a lot of it still, to me, is good for the time. Okay. I think some of it is. And I only found that in Alien maybe once did I think it was aged, which was when, I can't remember the name, but the robot, when we find out it's a robot and the robot's head... Bishop. Bishop. Bishop's head comes off. Yeah. And there's a scene where I think it's like melting bishop's head's melting and they go from the actor's head to then a, a like clay model of the head yeah. and it looks it looks well it's rubbish right but i think that's the only time i thought yeah, yeah. oh that's age uh, but in this there were again it's just because it came out in 1982 but i think there were more times that i felt it was uh it, it had aged not quite as well and you could see that it was made in that time but it's nothing against the marvel that is the thing yeah. Uh, it's it's incredible and there's a lot more the difference between i find alien and the thing um is that i think there is suspense in the thing uh, uh, but i think alien there's maybe a bit more suspense there's more built suspense but there's a lot more like full-on horror in the thing there's a yeah. lot more kind of body horror there's a lot of gore yeah. like it's disgusting yeah, like yeah, watching yeah. this is it's a lot more classic horror uh, which is always what I've always steered away from. I've never really liked horror, and this is a lot more of a classic horror film. It's got classic horror music, lots of violins, lots yeah. of timpani. Um, it's very classic horror score. Um, but uh, yeah, I think where the most suspenseful things um, came to me in that scene where they were testing the blood test. Yes, see, that, is, that scene is really famous. brilliant. And one for like biggest kind of jump scare I mm. think the film has is when they. The, they, the blood. they go to touch it and it just goes just like yeah. screams out like yeah again it's... I watched that same thing as Alien I watched that on a projector with headphones wow. for the first time and and so I think yeah I think I'm having a different view experience and, and a different way of me remembering these films because mm. it was just so cinematic for me and yeah. I was just so immersed um, but no they're two of my they're two of my favourite films I obviously like films where there's a bunch of people trapped in a location <laughs> yeah. and they're getting murdered one by one well it's like you said about um, Dog Day Afternoon it, it's yeah it's mainly one location really yeah. it's, it's, it's the site and it is very claustrophobic there's very small hallways small rooms and even when you go out into the wide expanse of Antarctica in the snow even then you feel claustrophobic because it's so dark and it's so isolated yeah like the only other people anywhere near them was the Norwegian camp and they're all dead yeah like I think that's great in that sense and i think i love films like this and um, where it's it's almost a who done it but it's a yeah. who's who 
Is it who's the and thing and who I isn't? I think that ending, the ending of the thing, mm. is one of the most beautiful endings. Oh, really? Not beautiful. I just love that that moment of them just. And you still don't know. Sat there and they're just. Drink. I saw something about this in that everyone is convinced that it was. Um, I can't remember the character's name now. Um, not Kurt Russell. The other one, yeah. The other guy. Yeah, and I, I yeah. I remember reading online there is some subtle give a hint giveaway that mm. he, it is him, but yeah, just that kind of that moment of them. Just and it's sat that there. confidence not to in so which all films do now is that you would then see a two weeks later and you see what what happens afterwards. Yeah, but you don't need to let yeah. it go to your imagination. One of them is the thing. Yeah, and, and they, that's fine. Someone. Yeah, and I think that not enough now are we left to our own imagination because everything yeah. is shown. Um, and I think, yeah, this is an absolute marvel of a film. Uh, it's made me appreciate Alien more. I, I enjoy them both, but in different ways. Um, I think uh, there was... The difference for me is that there's a lot more crew in this film, so I found it a bit more difficult to care about the people yeah, dying because okay. you didn't get as much... Even though I complained about that in Alien, I think even more so here, you don't get much time with a lot of the crew at all. Yeah. Because there's so much more, so many more of them. Um, but uh, but I think the crew that you spend more time with towards the end, you, you do end up caring a bit more yeah. about. Um, and uh, I think you can believe, again, the same as Alien, you can believe them working as a team, that they each have kind of their different roles and very different um, uh, kind of personalities. Uh, and there's some great performances. I think Kurt Russell, I think, I, I don't think I've seen any other Kurt Russell in his prime. I don't think I've ever seen any other Kurt Russell oh, really? when he was young. I've only ever seen Kurt Russell in his older oh, okay. years. Oh, okay. I've, I've seen quite a few. Like, yeah, he's, his, a, he's his... a force of nature and, oh, wow, what a beautiful beard. And what, what, a, yeah. what a great look. Some good ones are like Escape from New York. I can't remember which one the first I think it's Escape from New York the right, first yeah. one. Um, again, very silly. Like, a lot of, yeah, very mm. over-the-top action, but that's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely be watching some more. I think he's he's great. He's he's incredibly watchable, um, and there's great twists and turns in, in in this film. I genuinely didn't know that in that scene where they're testing the blood, I did not know it was him. Yeah. I did not know that was the character, because um, obviously that that is left on a on a uh, kind of for you to settle on for a long time, where you see the dog go into someone's room and you see the shadow, but you don't know whose shadow that is. Yeah, um, and I just yeah, there's some great tricks in this film and it really does keep you guessing um and uh yeah a very similarities but a very different film to alien um but i think yeah i think it's brilliant i don't know if there's one that i prefer to the other but they're very different but um yeah, yeah very pleased that I've, I've watched it and also what i think it did benefit from which didn't help alien for me was i didn't have that i didn't have loads of um I didn't know what to expect, basically. Right, okay. I didn't have all that expectation, which I had with Alien. Alien was, as I said before, yes. Alien in quotation marks. It's like heralded as this amazing film. And I've heard bits about the thing, but not really. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've not seen... There's not clips everywhere like there is of Alien. I didn't know what was coming. I didn't know what the thing looked like. So I was very happy to have that going in basically blind. And um, that really helped my experience, yeah. I think. Um, so yeah, very pleased I watched it. Thank you for recommending it. No worries. And, uh, Again, yeah. Yeah, one of my favourites. One of my favourites. Fantastic. Um, right, so uh, this is a bit of a longer section today, but we've still got one more to talk about. We've got uh, Callum's Confession. Yes, about, which, which was is amazingly, amazingly that this had to be a confession. <laughs> it's the original Jurassic Park. 
1993. Also, I realised we uh, messed up in our game last time. Did we? I sung a, uh, I hummed a tune that I didn't know where it was from. It was just in my head, mm. and we went Back to the Future. It, it wasn't. It was. An, it was also Jurassic Park. It was a different theme from Jurassic Park. Was it? Yeah, I can't remember it now. Ironically, really. Oh, it is. Oh no. And we were like, "Back to the Future, it's, baby." What's Back to the Future? Oh no. They're quite similar. They are similar. Oh, anyway, so, so yeah, so I watched. I'd, uh, correct our mistake from last time. <laughs> Apologies. So yeah, so I watched. Finally, watched Jurassic Park. Thank you very much, Chris, for lending me the uh, Blu-ray. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's amazing that I've gone this long without seeing it, but I have seen Jurassic World, <laughs> which is terrible. And funny enough, watching it after already seeing Jurassic World and Jurassic World Two, whatever that was called, um, Muppet. <laughs> Sorry, um, it was. It's plain to see how much Jurassic World is is uh, it just retreads all of the same ground, and it's not really particularly original at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it does a lot of the same things. But uh, yeah, Jurassic Park is awesome. It's I think my my favorite film that I've had to watch for this podcast so far. Oh, cool. Um, it it was great, and I was. What really helped that is that I got to watch this film. I didn't have anything to do for the two hours. I got to watch it uninterrupted. Uh, there was no one in the house. I watched it at full volume. Yeah. And that really helped my experience. It was brilliant. Just having that song is so... It makes me... Even though I hadn't seen the film previously, it because that song is so a part of our, the zeitgeist, it just... It makes me... I don't know. It just makes me happy. And even more so now that I've actually seen the film and understand it. Um, it's... Yeah, it's it's an awesome film. Um, it's what I think a lot of people refer to with Spielberg in that he's great at creating wonder. He's the best director at creating yeah. wonder, I think, better than anyone else. Absolutely. And that was that was the word that really comes to me when thinking about this film is, is kind of wonder and that the music really helps that. And the music is kind of constantly throughout this film. Like any moment, it's just... It's, yeah, it's all the way through it. In uh, there's different themes, but the main theme is in it a lot. Um, but kind of different parts yeah. of it. And I really miss that about ways. modern film, that that kind of that level of mm. of of um just beautiful sound. I, and I think Hans Zimmer is probably the only one that's kind of still doing that mm. really to an extent. Well, obviously there will be very talented, um, yeah, film scorers out there. But yeah, just just yeah, we we just seem to have that kind of like. Mm. breathtaking kind of soundtrack that you could just put on yeah. and listen to as you, and you go around the house. Just well, kind of it's like just beautiful music. Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah. It, and it was absolutely amazing. And I felt so immersed um, in, in this film. Um, and, uh, and I think actually, I think it really holds up. Yeah, I genuinely 100%. think this film holds up so well and which is a real kind of testament to, the technology that they brought at the time which was so new like i i saw that um originally it was supposed to be all animatronics and all puppets yeah. um and unfortunately uh i think they filmed a lot of it and then the guy and uh, they they found that they were playing about with this um with this technology and they said i'm so sorry but we're gonna have to do this and I know, there's still a lot of puppets and animatronics in the film but the the effects in this film are incredible there, is, there are films coming out now that do not have yeah. the level of effect that like, yeah it's just amazing the Abs- just Park the does. textures of the dinosaurs are incredible and i was expecting to go 
oh well Jurassic World kind of obviously because of the age like it, it is better but it's genuinely no, no, not no Jurassic Park it's everything about it, it it's ahead of its time it's incredible yeah it's absolutely just incredible and, and not just from a technical point of view this film has got great kind of something that I want to talk about in, in the next episode about style over substance and I think this has got both that yeah. there's a great kind of um kind of family aspect to, to this film yeah. um, which is brought through um obviously uh ah oh, terrible with names um the guy who owns the park richard At attenborough anyway uh, but his character um oh okay yeah uh, he's his grandchildren it's a lot about that um and about um how alan and him hating children and then learning to get an affinity with them and, and care for them during this film. There's, there's a lot about kind of family values. Um, and uh, I mean, the performances across the board, again, I didn't think, I think they were deliberately annoying at the start, but then the kids were great. I yeah. think they, they were brilliant. And it was ahead of its time again in a girl, not just being a screaming girl. She was great at computers and she actually had a character aspect other than just being a girl. Yeah. And there wasn't, and whether it may be, for some people might be a bit in your face, but that scene with Laura Dern towards the end where um, Richard Attenberg character is, uh, it's like, oh, well, I better go and go to the generator, um, basically insinuating, because she's a woman, like, I must do it. And she's, I can't remember what the line is, but she's like, okay, well, we'll have a talk about um, kind of female values later on, but I'm going to go and sort this out now. Yeah. And again, this is in, when was this? This is the 90s. 93, yeah. Like, so ahead of its time for, for, for so much. And the performances, as I say, across the board are brilliant. Um, and um, it's it's funny uh, that I that we were just talking about a Kurt Russell film because Kurt Russell was supposed to be playing Alan in this right, film. Right, okay. They wanted Kurt Russell, um, but he was too expensive. He was too much of a star at the time. So yeah. they did the Star Wars thing of getting unknown actors or relatively unknown actors. And I think it really works because whenever you do that, you stop seeing, well, if an actor is is good enough anyway, you won't see them. But sometimes it is the fact that if you get a star in a film, it's difficult to see past that. Yeah. I find that with Tom Cruise. Yeah. Whenever I'm watching a film, as good as it might be and as good as he might be doing, I find it very hard to get past the fact that it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, so uh, so they don't suffer from that in, in, in this film. Sam Neill and Laura Dern um, are, are brilliant. Um, and uh, and yeah, I just think it's... It, it really... I, I absolutely loved watching this film. And again, I wish I would have seen it earlier. Um, but um, no, I just think it's, uh, it, it, it's a great mix between, um, uh, between digital effects and practical effects. Um, in the same way that kind of Star Wars uh, is in that way, um, and I think uh, I never knew this came from a book. Um, okay. Yeah, this, I didn't know that. Yeah, this originally comes from a book, and and it has it does change quite a lot. Okay. Um, for, from the book, but I think I've not read the book, but from what I hear, for the better, for the most part. Um, and we need to talk about Jeff Goldblum. Mm. I've not seen again. I've not seen Jeff Goldblum in his prime. Um, yeah. And I mean, Jeff Goldblum is Jeff Goldblum and will always play Jeff Goldblum, but it works in this character. I've, I've seen him live. Have you? Yeah. What? What, doing his music? Or... At Glastonbury on what? the West Hart stage. Oh he my was, God. Uh, yeah, he was there doing just jazz. He was just kind of like bringing loads what? of different people. It was a very surreal experience. I think he's a very surreal man. He is. 
But yeah, I don't know. I've seen, I've That's seen the man in the flesh. Oh my god! Yeah. But like, he plays Jeff Goldblum here, but <laughs> but it works. Yeah. But like, it's they bring up like I think his character specifically stops this film from just being a normal blockbuster. Yeah. And and just a normal monster flick because it brings like real um, kind of issues and real questions into play about kind of morality and and about. Um, upsetting the balance of, of life and stuff yeah. like that. And I think he, he brings real validity and, and um, a kind of scientific nature to the film. Um, and uh, yeah, and obviously he's great fun as well and iconic yeah. moments of him just laying there with his top undone. And yeah, I think uh, he, he's brilliant in this. He's actually, he's the he's the central protagonist in the second Is Jurassic he? Park film. Um, he's he's the main protagonist. Does that work as well? Because I I can't remember. Again, these films I've seen when I was very young. I um, feel like I would struggle with watching a whole film of Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum yeah. if he was the protagonist. I can't remember to be honest. I know I that the first being... is supposed to be the the best, yeah. and the yeah. third one is. I don't know about the second one, but I know the third one isn't supposed to be anywhere near as good. No. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. It'd be interesting to to watch it. Yeah, I definitely like to watch the other ones. Um, but uh, yeah. The word that comes to mind with this film is is absolute wonder and awe. Yeah. And and even now watching it in in twenty twenty three, I still feel that, which is such a testament yeah. to this. That's why film. I should have watched it years ago. Now I know yeah. I should have done, but I'm so. <laughs> but that's why I'm so pleased for for this podcast and for this segment that I get to watch these films. Yeah. And that I feel like, and it's not just a, oh yeah, I should watch that. Like I do, and it, I yeah. do genuinely watch it. And I make What's sure that I watch 20 it. Twenty, shall we identify today? <laughs> that's gonna be a lot. I think about that later. Um, but yeah, so pleased I watched it. Um, incredible performances, in incredible effects, um, great directing, brilliant acting. Just um, yeah, my favourite film that I've watched um, from I think overall for, from this podcast so far. Fantastic. So I think that's the end of cool. this section. It's been a longer one than usual, but I'm glad it's we've got to talk about some brilliant films and very diverse films. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, on to our main yeah. uh, meat. We're going to have a, a little bit of a break. I'm going to make a tea. Ooh. Would you like a tea? Well, we're tea. filming this in the daytime today, so we're <laughs> drinking tea rather than alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It's nice, refreshing. It's nice. Right, see you after the break. Gotta go get a cuppa. Bye-bye. Bye. What are we having for dinner, Ryan? Spag bowl? Yeah, but we had that last night. Yeah? Well, what are we having tomorrow night? Spag bowl? You wouldn't eat the same meal every day, so why make your dog? Luckily, there's a solution. Here at Canine Cuisine, we send out weekly meal boxes that include a wide variety of dishes to keep your pooch satisfied. Not only will this little buster love them, but it will also give him all the vitamins, minerals and protein that he needs to be the doggiest dog that he can be. Order your first box for free at www.caninecuisine.com Hello! We're back! (laughs) I'll oh, no. throw you in. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're back. So we're going to be talking about our main uh, section today, which is, so we're going back to childhood nostalgia. Going yeah. back to the good old days. Um, this is part two. So in the first section, uh, well, in, in the in the first uh, episode of this, um, we spoke about uh, live action films. Uh, we're now talking about animated films. Um, so it will follow the same structure. We'll talk about kind of our larger list, then talk about our top five, and then finish it up with uh, yeah. creating a combined top five once again i don't have as many as callum because i was too busy watching saw nightmare on elm street (laughs) and uh and life of brian poor poor boy 
traumatized. Well, before we actually properly get into it, um, I let's do a little bit of uh, listener participation. I spoke to someone who listens to this, and he gave my me <laughs> not your mum, your mum, <laughs> not my mum, my friend Kyle. Shout out to you, Kyle, because he listens. Um, very, very uh, happy that you listen, Kyle, and everyone that listens. Um, but I spoke to Kyle, and he gave me his top five from last week. Um, and he listened to ours and he found it really interesting. So I um, so I said that I would, I'd love to hear about what his top five, I'll talk about his top five um, live action and then I'll talk about his uh, um, animated next week. So his top five, he's very much like you in that on his top five, uh, his number one was Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2. Right. Um, so not very children at all. Alice in Wonderland, the Tim Burton one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Indiana Jones, which oh, I didn't even yeah. think about Indiana Jones. Have you seen it? Of course I have. Right. I've just you haven't seen Jurassic Park. I've got to check these things. I, I should have put that in there, but yeah, Indiana Jones, great film. Um, uh, the Golden Compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, never really seen that. I only know that it's got a big. Uh, it's got Daniel Craig and a big polar bear, isn't it? Yes. That's all all I know about that film. And The Fifth Element. Okay, again, not a very kids' film. No, is it, which reminds me of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you you have quite a similar sensibility actually. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'd, cool. I'd love to hear more of what people what uh, what us. their kind of top fives are for both um, live action and now animated, uh, or any kind of as I said last uh, last episode, any kind of interaction we'd we'd love to know. We've um, we've decided now that next episode, episode five, will be the last one in this first series, um, and then we're kind of we've got a lot going on, so we're going to kind of regroup, um, and then we'll come back uh, later later on in the year. Um, yeah. I think um, not too long because um, I, I genuinely love doing this I really look forward to doing it um, but in that time I'm going to kind of get these out and try and really push them and I'm going to clip them into specific bits so specific film reviews that we do I'm going to pop just them on YouTube just do all my bits just leave all my bits in no then... you're basically getting cut um, but uh, no so I'm going to kind of do individual clips of, of the different reviews uh, pop it on YouTube and try and get some drum drum up some uh, some interest really um, and see if we can uh, get some more people listening but I'm very pleased for the people that already listen um, in this country in Ireland um, in, in Belgium and now three people in three totally different parts of uh, of the United States as well which is amazing yeah. um, so thank you very much for listening I'm sorry if we've ever offended you um, <laughs> but uh, you know my podcast so do what I want uh, but anyway yeah so that's all to come but for now let's talk about our wider um, kind of list of our favourite animated films would you like to go first or second um, I'll go first j- go just first. reel off my list yep Okay, in no particular order, mm-hmm. Ice Age. Oh, I didn't think about Ice Age. This is great. Yep, brilliant. Up. Oh my god, you you watched that as a child? Up. That is. It came harrowing. out two thousand and nine, didn't it? It's the most harrowing first twelve minutes of a film I've ever seen in my life. It's got a talking dog in it. It's great. <laughs> okay, continue. Wally. Also harrowing, yet yeah, continue. I like the harrowing films, alright? <laughs> Even your laugh. I'm sorry, can I I don't want to give you a complex, but listening yeah. back to it, yeah. I've realised your laugh reminds me of something. What? It's like a like a Mario sound effect. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try not to laugh now, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I don't agree. Like, occasionally, it sounds like like a like a little Mario Kart, like spinning. Like that. I'd say I sound more like the what is it the, the dog from Wacky Races. Um, <laughs> that's what I sound like. Whereas I've realised my laugh is just like so high. I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, really grating. Yeah, it really is. Anyway, right now we've given ourselves complex. Let's, let's carry on. <laughs> no, we didn't. Robots. Oh, yeah. Do you remember robots? It's in mine. It's in cool. mine. Cars. Ooh, I didn't think you'd like cars. Do you like cars in general? Do you like... Are you into cars? Cause no. You might, no. I've got a red one. <laughs> Brilliant. Which is a Citroen C1. Is um, it? Shut up. Yes, it is. Um, it's a five-door. Uh, he's going up in the world. Um, it so tours. You, I tore my shows. Are you not it? into? Have you never I'm been into, into cars, cars then? No. I thought it would just be kids that were into cars that liked that film. No, no, I liked it. It was yeah. I watched it. I remember watching it. I've, I've never been into cars. My my dad and my brother were really into and are still into airplanes. Right. So much that my brother is an aeronautical engineer. Fair enough. Yeah. Wow. And. And and like tanks and World War Two vehicles mm-hmm. and all stuff like that. I was Not never interested. I was always just like walking around, like various museums, war museums. Being like... <laughs> so you're not interested God. in like engineering or anything then? No. Really, you're not interested in like how I'm things work. Just in... creatively. Yeah. No, I'm. Okay. I'm honestly, like, I'm so bad at DIY. I can't do anything DIY. I can never fix my car. Uh, yeah, I don't ever understand what's wrong with it. I'm very bad practically. I'm not a practical person. <laughs> Fair enough. Which is why I am an artist. Yeah. No, same. Anyway, we were talking anyway, about cars. Cars. <laughs> so the, the film Cars. The film Cars. I don't I don't watch it for the, the mechanical accuracy <laughs> of cars. I watch it for yeah. Owen Wilson going, Kachow! Okay. I'm not wow. You don't need to like understand No. Fair enough. Yeah. Continue. So, so shut up. Okay. Sorry, that was really mean. It was. We'll have to cut He's that. got a lot of pent-up aggression today. I do. <laughs> I've got shit to say. Chicken run. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, above my head is uh, is a piece of wood. Now, I chopped this piece of wood because I chop wood for my, for my little wood burner. Mm-hmm. And I chopped a piece of wood once and it split so perfectly into what is a, is a face and so mm. we hung it on our wall and we think it really looks like Fowler from Chicken Run the old man oh wow it looks like the old grumpy man and so amazing. we so we've hung it on our wall and that was that was a single chop just whoosh. that's incredible i made that we'll have to I post a picture it. of that that's amazing that's, i'd never even noticed that yeah you can take that a picture that's awesome um anyway so chicken run yep great um same age as us. It's two thousand that came out. Oh my god! Well, ninety nine, but you know. Um, <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. All of what? Wallace and Gromit, the films, the TV, because they're they're like long TV episodes. Okay. They're not a series. Film though. But they're Keep... all like in each a film. Yeah, really. short films, I guess. Yeah. yeah, especially the early ones. And the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Wow, you've gone below my level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really have. Because I didn't watch them. I just didn't. I Which just... one? The one. The, fir- the one. Not the one where he comes to real life. When he comes no. into the real world, no, because that. I'm a goofy goober, yeah. You're a goofy goober. That, that one. was not necessary. <laughs> that one. <laughs> okay, never seen it. Never a massive SpongeBob fan in general, really. Really, I love no. it. It's quite adult humor, I think. Not like like. I don't know. I think yeah. a lot of adults enjoy watching SpongeBob with their kids because yeah. it's, it's 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 quite so self. It's very self aware. Yeah. As well. 
Yeah. Right. Okay. Bigging up SpongeBob. <laughs> Big up SpongeBob. I have issues with Marvel movies, but I'm going to defend SpongeBob. <laughs> Is that your last one? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Sorry. So that's your wider list. Um, my turn. Sorry, um, trying to shut me up. Yeah, basically. I don't want to hear your opinion anymore. Um, so the one... So Okay, I'm not going to speak too much. I'm just going to rattle through. But uh, the one that you missed off and you're stupid, Shrek. Um, I've got so much to say about this film. but oh, yeah. just, So yeah, Shrek, Shrek, the Shrek franchise in general. Um, well, mainly one and two. Uh, Lilo and Stitch. No. Uh, flushed Away. Ardman, yeah. Incredible. Robots again. Um, wow, I love Lilo and Stitch so much I put it twice. Uh, Wallace and Gromit, again, mainly, but I'm thinking Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Yeah. Um, Ratatouille, brilliant film. Um, if you're squeamish and you don't want rats in your kitchen, maybe don't watch it. Um, Despicable Me, I was trying to work out when oh, this came out and if yeah, this was part of my childhood, but it is. Ten. Yeah, I think because of how much they revolutionised animation, it feels like it came out later, but it didn't. It was in our childhood. Yeah, no. And it's like Illumination has now taken over. I love that one. But, I, yeah. That one's going to mind, thank you. Brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, so just people meet Over the Hedge. Oh, yeah, I used to watch that. Yeah, great film. Yeah. Bruce Willis plays a bloody raccoon. Does he? Amazing. And William um, Shatner does a voice in it, doesn't he, as well, I believe? Oh, yes. I think he plays like a possum or something. Yeah, the possum. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Kung Fu Panda. What's that in my memory? That's strange. Um, it had also had a PS2 game. Over the Hedge. Over the Hedge, which a lot of people played. Oh, what did you have? <laughs> did you not have a console? I had a uh, Nintendo 64. Wow. Some retro. That's, what did you play on that? Mario? I played uh, Mario. I played Mario Kart. Please tell me you played Smash Star Brothers. Wars Pod Racer. Yeah, Star Wars Pod yeah. Racer. I played... Uh, oh, did you play GoldenEye? James yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ocarina of Time, Legend of oh, Zelda, Ocarina of Time. All the good, all the good shit, you know. Oh, I'm sorry, I was so off topic, but like... I actually want to go buy myself one now. Oh, 64. do it! Oh, yeah, you can off of all the profit you've made off of this play, you can go and spend it all on Nintendo 64. Yeah, money bags, Chris. <laughs> money bags, Chris. Um, yes, yeah, so uh, Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Uh, with Jack Black, um, Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Great, very quotable. Um, Chicken Little, no, which I think a lot of people maybe forget or maybe didn't watch, but great film, very weird, but great film. Toy Story, uh-huh. obviously revolutionary. And Treasure Planet, which I don't hear of many people that have seen it. Um, a few of my friends have and love it as much as I do, but brilliant film. Um, cool. Obviously a, a kind of Disney uh, space play on um, Treasure, uh, Island? Treasure Island. Okay, no, I haven't seen it. I don't think I've even heard of that. Ah, uh, it's yeah. Well, I'm going to talk about it. But um, right, so let's go to your top five then. Okay, I haven't worked this out yet. I'm going to do it as I go. Ooh, I'm going to look at them and instinctively go for them. Uh, number five, I would say Wally. Okay, Wally. Um, are, you, are you doing this in? I don't even think about doing it in actual order. No, no, I'm just choosing top okay, five. Okay, so yeah, Wally. Sorry. Wally. Um, I loved Wally. I loved. I thought he was so cute. I loved the. Again, Pixar always just have such a strong message in their films, and I just mm. loved. I don't know. I, I, it's it's a little lonely thing wandering around an empty earth, finding little snippets. Mm. It of seems humanity. like the um, Spielberg of animation films to me. Yeah, because it's because uh, it is obviously very ET esque. Um, yeah, and in obviously the the design of especially his eyes. Yeah, uh, and everything like that. But um, again, I'd say that there's a lot of wonder in that film. 
Yeah, and he's just and he falls in love and he falls in in love with with and he wants to be human. He wants to know, but the, but humans aren't human anymore. They're big mm. gelatinous blob people that are just just sit and watch. There's screens a lot going on in that film like that. There was a um, lot of like subliminal mes- yeah. messaging in that. Like people can't it? even walk. They're just glued to screens. Mm. They drive around in chairs and and just. Where have we heard that before? Life. 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 Natural life. Natural life. And um, yeah, and and yeah, he's just. I had a little toy of Wally, and it like folded up into the box, <gasps> so you could. They were cool. You could toys. fold him up into a box. Did you have like a bit? Was it like a radio controlled one? No, no, it was just 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 a toy, just oh, a cool. regular toy. That's so cool. Um, and yeah, and he's he's. I think he's really modelled off um, the robot from Short Circuit. Have you seen that? No. Okay, they're quite similar looking. I think there's like a lot of design that looks quite okay. s- yeah. What is what is that? Short Circuit. It's a film I think from the eighties. Um, has a very troublesome character who is not Indian. That's that's so it probably hasn't aged Ooh. very well at all. But um, yes, there was a character. Uh, but yeah, there's a cute little robot Short Circuit. He doesn't want to. I can't remember. Okay, it's very similar. Like robot wants to be human. Yeah, yeah. Kind of storyline. But yeah, no, I loved Wally. Loved it amazing beautiful film i think i it's not i didn't um kind of talk about it because for me i don't think i've watched it maybe more than once or maybe okay. twice i think it i didn't it wasn't a film as a child that i really enjoyed right i, think. I could i i could marvel at kind of the technical aspect of it like it's a beautiful film and like the design of it all is amazing but i don't think it really got me as a kid okay like, i don't think i really I don't know, really look forward to watching it. It wasn't exciting to me. Oh, okay. It's a much, it's quite a slow paced Pixar film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I guess for a kid it's not as. Mm. I think I'd like to go back and watch it now. I think, yeah, it's certainly like a beautiful film. Mm. It really is. There's so many important messages in it. Mm. Um, Am I carrying on? Uh, I will do one now. I shall do. uh, Right. Oh, I've got to think as well now. Um, Well, off the bat, the obvious one, Shrek. Cool. Just at, that film means so much to me. Um, I I'm always reminded of it by my auntie. Is that um, so? I've got two sisters. One of them I was three when she was born, um, and I spent a lot of time at my auntie Leone's. Um, and um, she and I would uh, when obviously my mum and dad were away. Um, my dad working and my mum uh, working as well, but also obviously having a baby. So so I was with my auntie a lot. And um, I would constantly, every time I went round, I would ask to watch Shrek on yeah. repeat, on on video, on VHS. <laughs> um, and I would just, I think I wore out the, the tape. I watched it so much. You wore that Shrek tape out. I, I did. <laughs> like, I, I, I could quote the film. Even at that age, I could quote that film, that first one. It, I loved it so much, and I don't. Looking back at it now, I don't know what it what it was exactly, but I just yeah, I I really loved that film. Um, and then obviously the second one came out, and I think um, the second one objectively is a better film. Yeah, I remember I didn't have the first one on DVD. Right. I had the second one and the third one, so I used to watch those a lot. And I I think every now and then I see a bit of the first track, and I'm like. I don't remember this at all, and I think I'm going to remember more, but I probably mm. didn't see the first one as much. Yeah, I think for me, as I say, I think the second one's a better film, but as nostalgia goes, that film is so much a part of my of my childhood. 
Um, and the second one, obviously, there's a lot of they're really advanced um, technologically for the second one. It's far more intricate backgrounds. There's a lot more going on. If you watch the first one now, it does look quite dated um, because there's not really intricate backgrounds. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of the same locations, not many different character designs. Um, but it's um, but it's so funny. There's so many references, yeah. like so, uh, like Matrix references, like so many different ra- uh, references for, throughout the entire film. Um, and it's so so funny. The music, obviously, the music is incredibly yeah. famous in that first film. But the second film, yeah, I think it is better. Um, it's again very funny. It's, it introduces one of my favourite animated characters ever, Puss in Boots. Yeah, yeah. Um, I for mercy. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah, so so good. And, and even though I don't think the fourth film is anywhere near as good, but it's got a great line in it from Puss in Boots. Uh, they make Puss in Boots fat, and he goes, "Feed me if you dare." <laughs> it's just which I think really, I feel very um, attached to that. Uh, "Feed me if you dare" is a great line. Uh, did you know <laughs> true. that Mike Myers uh, did it in? Yeah, I did it in his normal accent. Did it in the normal accent. They, then... they recorded the whole film, and yeah. then he was like, "I'm really sorry, but I've because he's got Scottish roots." Yes. Um, yeah. and uh, he was like, "I, I want to try this," and they had they spent or they thought at the time wasted so much money uh, on doing it all again in in this Scottish accent, um, which a lot of people would disagree that it's a proper Scottish accent. But for American audiences, yeah, yeah. that is what Scottish people sound like. Um, but and I think it it's paid dividends so well. It's made the characters so much more universal. Um, I think. See um, what you did there. Hey. It's dream. Is it, it is DreamWorks. Oh, right, universal. Okay. Right. <laughs> <sighs> God um, And um, and anyway, it, um, yeah, I just think it's it, it, especially if you watch it back now, it talks so much about class, like and being an outsider. Um, and bringing these different people together and yeah and, and not feeling like you, you fit in and, and feeling lower than someone else so it's it's got a lot of deeper elements in this film but underneath this incredibly funny funny concept and, and funny film um, and there's so many great bits in the second film I, I love so much again the music is so important in that um, yeah I just uh, it's so iconic and so um, so much nostalgia connected to Shrek for me. Uh, I don't think the third one is anywhere near as good. I think the fourth one is, is very different, but good. And yeah, as a franchise, I think it's just, yeah, means so much to me. Cool. So yeah, on to, on to your second one, good sir. I'm going to go Ice Age. Okay. I love the Ice Age films. Um, mainly just for Scrap, the, the yeah. little squirrel. Yeah, I think I they could even... have just done those short films for us, couldn't they? Yeah, I didn't. I would just watch the Ice Age films and just be waiting for the next little scratch scene where he's yeah. just the slapstick comedy. He's just trying to get an acorn. That is it. Throughout all or the whole That's franchise, brilliant. he's just trying to either yeah. get an acorn or hold on to an acorn, yeah. and fails in every way. I Amazing. just found that really slapstick comedy. I really liked. Yeah, I just I can't remember hugely loads about them. I just yeah, they were just ones I I watched. A lot as a kid, yeah. I really enjoyed. Just loved all the characters. Yeah, I I think um it's similar to Shrek in some ways, and especially in the fact that it hugely changed between the first and second one in in how technology changed. Yeah, like you look at the first one and yeah, the backgrounds are quite plain, and they just couldn't do as much with the technology at the time. Um, again, I think with that one, the first one and maybe the second one are the best. Yeah. Um, but I don't. Maybe I haven't watched it. Um, for a long time but I don't 
remember a massive amount about the first one. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I again, I just put them as a, like a general mm. the Ice Age franchise. Mm. Franchise. I just watched that, and that was that was like when I was really young. Yeah. So that was. So a similar yeah. thing for you is for me for Shrek. Yeah, I probably I don't know how much I'd get on watching them now, mm. but yeah, I just remember I just vividly remember watching a lot of the Ice Age. And it's film. it follows a similar formula. Again, yeah. in in that you've got um, uh, the you've got that the the main protagonist, um, who's kind of a bit of a loner, and then you've got this annoying, supposed to be annoying character, which is in Sid, obviously yeah. in Shrek, it's Donkey, um, so it does follow a lot of the the same kind Diego of. Diego is very much like Puss in Boots. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of like. Yeah. Similar. Oh, Diego's great. Yeah. 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 Good film. Didn't think about it, but yeah, great. Right, uh, my number two. Um, again, I'm doing this on the fly. I love them all very much. Um, I'm going to say... Oh, this is hard. Do you know what? I'm going to say Lilo and Stitch. Okay. So you've not seen no. Lilo and Stitch. Again, this maybe not the best of the films on there, but again, it just really pulls on my heartstrings and, and nostalgia for me because I love this film so much. It's so sweet. I have a life-size or probably bigger than life-size stitch at home right um it's huge like when i got it i must have been i don't know i must have been about four or five it was bigger than me (laughs) we got it when we went to uh universal studios in well or disney as well um disney world in florida um and um yeah it was and i it was what i wanted more than anything um and i still have it and uh yeah i i love this film so much there's so much heart in it and it um it introduced me to to um to hawaiian culture uh-huh. um and um in 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 a way that is which in other whenever as a kid uh, films introduce you to kind of foreign cultures sometimes it and quite often it can be a bit offensive uh, and not authentic yeah but from what i know and from what people say about this film this is very completely unoffensive completely authentic and it's so sweet um and the, the character design and the the animation style in this is amazing and it's got one of the best like heartwarming uh, lines in any film ever which is when um something that they they say uh, in the in their dialect is um ohana and and stitch says this later in the film uh, I can't remember exactly what happens, but they're trying to take him away. Um, and he says, uh, Ohana means family. Ohana means no one gets left behind. And oh, okay. every time I hear that, it just makes my heart melt. I, yeah, I, yeah, I have a heart, people. I'm sorry to say. Um, it's but yeah, in there. it's in there somewhere, buried deep. And yeah, this, this film never fails to absolutely melt my heart. And I absolutely adore it. Okay. Cool. So on to uh, okay. on to you, good sir, for number three. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm gonna say Chicken Run. It's probably okay. The lesser watched ones of the Ardmans for me. Yeah. Um, but the best, you think? No. 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 Um, yeah, Chicken Run. I've really enjoyed it. It's the Great Escape. It's the Great Escape yeah, of Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> That's I think film. I've only seen this I- once. Okay, I would watch it again. Right. It's so good, it, and it's just—I just love Ardman are the best. I think Ardman are just the best. They are the best animation studio out there. You think? I hundred percent think that Ardman better than are the strongest. Pixar. Yeah, better than DreamWorks. Yes, better than Illumination. I believe so. Wow. I believe they are the best because it's—they've done it with their thumbs. They it, have made it. it. They have made every single little thing, which we'll talk about with Flush 
Flushed Away, if you're going to yeah. talk about Flushed Away, because that's the first time so, yeah. that they did it digitally rather than with oh, yeah, clay models. But yeah, it's it's just the the artistry behind it. It, beca- it came from Nick Park, who spent seven years working on that first Wallace and Gromit mm. um, in his basement. I just it's and and it's it's so British. It's so authentically British. But from my understanding, other countries love it as well. Mm. So I won't talk about too much about Ardman in general because I want to save that kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. towards the end. But specifically, Chicken Run. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was really scary. The um, yeah, Mrs. McCready. Oh, what's the? It's McCready. Isn't McCready. It? No. Yeah, the villain. Um, she's super scary. It's all. It's just like all the machinery and the chickens are like. Mm. There's like it feels really like horror. Threat. Aspects, they're gonna. Yeah. But they're like the really stupid lines like I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. <laughs> just like those kind of like. Yeah, yeah I just it's so funny and they're, and they're so any I hold. I, I really hold Ardman in high regards because you can you can watch any Ardman film. You can be two years old or a hundred and two years mm. old, and you will love it and you'll get something out of it. They're just so clever, so clever and so beautiful, and they've made it with their hands. They've made it with their hands and they've painstakingly moved it frame by frame for you. And mm. I just yeah, I love Ardman. Amazing. Well, I shall, and I've got to say something, uh, two omissions that I left out of my larger list that I just want to say before I get on to my number three. One being Finding Nemo, which okay. I just remembered. Right, can I, I'm going to share something a little bit embarrassing about Finding Nemo for me. Yeah. I don't like the ocean. Like, no. I, I have what, like scared? A, I'd say I still have it now, like, I can't look at imagery of, of like, underneath the ocean. Okay. A deep sea, I, I, right. that's, like, my weird phobia thing okay i don't know what it is what from what's down there like from, you or... just don't know what's that just like okay. images of deep under the sea no i'm not watching i'm not looking at that that's terrifying um mm. if it's a coral reef if i can see something then near the ground fine. that's fine mm. deep blue and, and i got i was freaked out by nemo as a kid i was just like, i don't like this so was i actually it's i was just, quite i don't scared. like the, you can't see it's horrible. The ocean's mm. fucking terrifying. It was the um the bit that everyone always says about the shark, and yeah, that is quite scary when Bruce goes feral. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it's the barracuda at the beginning. That's harrowing. That's awful. Mine's the the deep sea diver with the mask. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. And I'm just I'm getting freaked out about it now. I still find Finding Nemo scary to watch. That is my confession. <laughs> I still I would not still be com- I would not be comfortable watching Finding Nemo. Right. Because it's I, it's just it's images of the deep. Blue sea, just don't like it. Interesting. Do not like it anyway. No, I do, I do get on board with the the kind of yeah. As a child, I think it, I I was definitely scared by it. But we've always well, it's funny going on from this. We've always kept fish, uh, in tanks. Which sorry, uh, but yeah, it makes me feel like the villain. Maybe I am the villain. Um, but I've always I don't know. I've always been really interested. I've got a weird fear of kind of the ocean as well actually and i have this recurring dream of kind of just being in the ocean with fish around me and i, I don't know that's really creepy to me um so like because fish... you drunk that fish water <laughs> yes okay i once drank <laughs> fish water because i thought it was in a bot it was in an oasis clear bottle <laughs> and we were taking our, our the fish were dying in our tank <laughs> so we took thank you for bringing the story up good <laughs> So we took some water as a sample to the vets so they could see what was wrong, like the pH level or whatever with the what water. What is wrong is your son keeps drinking this 
So we took it in an Oasis bottle. I also took an Oasis bottle of water just to drink. And basically, the classic hijinks <laughs> as happens in a film. I got the wrong bottle. I started drinking it. I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. He's like, yeah, because that's the fish water, Callum. And now he has fish dreams. No, He's I, fish dream, man. I genuinely... For a minute, thought I might like become Spider-Man and turn into Fish-Man and like grow gills or something. No, you just get fish dreams. <laughs> yeah, just, just fish dreams. Fish dreams forever. I don't like that feeling though of of, of fish passing past my legs and like the feeling of ah, it's really creepy to me. But swimming around in your tummy is absolutely <laughs> <It's> fine. fine. <laughs> anyway, I'm one with the ocean. Let's um, carry yes, on, Callum. So funny, Nemo. Um, thank you for bringing that up. And also, now I've got to say this, and I know it might, you know, affect my incredible high-level street cred. Um, but I had two sisters, and one sister particularly that we grew up at, at similar ages. And I'm not afraid to say it. And I'll say this because I spoke to two friends about this, and they they also watched these films. So I'm going to stand up for these people. I watched lots of Barbie films as a child. Okay. okay. I've got a sister that's only three years younger than me. We watched lots of films together and we watched Barbie together. Cool. And there's about a million different Barbie films. They do Swan Lake. They do Prince and the Prince or Princess and the Pauper. Uh, uh, Twelve Dancing Princesses. I've probably got that wrong now. But like so many of them. And obviously of varying degrees of, of quality. But some of them are genuinely like good. Well, I, I, funnily enough, I used to play with Barbies when I was little. Did you? I would, I would want Barbies when I was super little, and I, I just, yeah, I really liked playing with Barbies. But it's this weird thing, like even me, like being embarrassed to say it, like it, it's like a normal thing yeah. to do. But it, because of how society is, it's yeah. seemed weird that we should not be playing yeah, and I'd, watching Barbie films. I'd Barbies and Polly Pockets. I'd dress them up. Watch Polly Pocket film as well. I'm not going to watch the films because that, <laughs> no, that is not cool. <laughs> Playing with Barbies when you're younger is quite cool now. It's quite in. Okay, yeah. Not, not watching the films. Kind of, well, I watched a lot of them. Yeah, and no. they, some of them were genuinely good. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying I'm not going to go watch them now. No, I'm not. your recommendation. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's a recommendation. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Cool. Okay, but, but if you're going to watch one, Barbie Pegasus is a great one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on track. My number three. Um, and as we were talking about, let's get back on track. That was a huge uh, as, as we were talking about Ardman, let's talk about Flushed Away. Yes, I think. Sorry, it's your film. You talk about it. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah, I Flushed Away is. I mean, I didn't. I watched this not too long ago, and there's so many references in this film mm. to to Star Wars, to Finding Nemo, um, to James Bond. Like, there's so much in in this film, as I think Ardman does a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's. It's so funny, and I didn't know that it was. It's Hugh Jackman playing yeah. Roddy, yeah, yeah. and it's there's so many great actors in this. I mean, Ian McKellen plays the villain. Uh, I think it's is it Kate Winslet. I think that plays. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's just absolutely action packed, like star studded cast. Reno, uh, Jane Reno plays the. Yeah. Jane Reno plays the uh, the frog. Yeah. Le frog. It's just um, oh, Bill, so good. Bill Nye is the big white, the kind of albino. Yes. I still like. Quite, I'll ke- uh, keep your legs straight when you hit the water. I know that I kept my, my legs, legs straight, <laughs> Spike. <laughs> so funny. That's so... Andy Circus playing. Um, yeah, Andy Circus and Bill Nye. Are the it's. Voice, yeah. I genuinely think it's one of the funniest films of all time. Yeah, and interestingly, it was, as I was saying, it's the first time Ardman moved away from mm, doing it with, with plasticine yeah. and and did it. So digitally. how was this? And did they make the plasticine models and then uh, no, base they, the? They did. They just did. They did. I, but from what I remember from watching the documentary about it. They, I think it was the first time 
they'd got a big like a big american studio had bought into it and so right um and so yeah they, they did it in the same process of, of kind of yeah you know frame by frame moving mm. it bit by bit but they just did it all digitally and they, and they modeled it digitally rather than with with but and they haven't gone back to that they've always gone back mm. to doing it with plasticine mm. which i really love and i don't think flushed away is, is any worse because of it no but I, it's it's nice that they've kept that they tried that and they they for themselves oh, yeah. it didn't work and they've gone back to that but again just Ardman just Ardman are the best Ardman are the best I'm sorry they're, they're the so best. good at creating these characters which should not be relatable at all because they're made of plasticine but they're so relatable and you care about them so much and there's that it's so they're so charming Ardman really is so good at making the characters making their films charming yeah and this film is action packed. But it also has great, just quiet moments, like of um, uh, like Roddy and Rita just having a quiet moment, just about talking about their backgrounds, yeah, and and actually being truthful. And there's ah, oh, there's so many funny moments in this. Like when uh, he goes over to her house, and the house is moving side to side, and he starts singing Tom Jones. And by the way, yeah. I love Tom Jones. And, and then the, the nannies, she's like Tom Jones. Oh, I love you, Tom. I'm coming. <laughs> and the, the boy, her um. Uh, Rita's uh, brother is like um, he's stealing your boat he wouldn't steal my boat he stole your boat he stole my boat <laughs> and it's just there's so much yeah. great comedy in this I think if you have not watched it what are you doing it's so so good yeah. so funny so many references it's not dated whatsoever I just yeah it's um, I'm glad that they tried animated and for me it worked yeah um, yeah yeah no it's brilliant and yeah so funny please 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 watch it is yep. it a bird? Is it a plane? Those are my underpants. <laughs> it's just ah, oh, so good, so good. Right, British on to your... humor and its finest. Yeah, it is British humor and its finest. Absolutely. Okay, I've gone all robots. Oh, good. I don't have to go robots then. Yeah. Um, I love that film. I loved. I just, yeah. I just remember each each robot in that film is so different and like, mm. just as a kid, like they were so cool. I wanted like a toy of all of them. They were just mm. brilliant. And um, again, star-studded cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Williams, wasn't it? Is it you and McGregor playing? I believe so. I, I can't. So. I, yeah, I can't really remember who's in it, but um, yeah, I really like that and really scary moments as well. It's Fender, isn't it? Fen- is it Fender? Yes, the, the Robin the... Williams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Rodney Copperbottom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I really like that. I remember. I really bizarrely remember that. You know how you can get like different like when you were younger different cereals would do little toys yeah. in them yeah, yeah yeah i remember like collecting ones that had robots in them mm, it had and... a game as well i think it was i think that must have been ps2 or maybe later, okay. but it had a game as well at the time that all yeah. films like this had a game i just remember one specifically there's one robot i think it's his dad or something it's, it's like a dishwasher as part of his belly and yes just, like, just yeah, little yeah. like functional things like that and and yeah, and, I love and the there's world like, a, the, like, a, like an underworld of robots, and mm. then there's like the pristine. Mm. Again, of, there's a lot of classy. Yeah, this. classy, the kind of like silver mm. studded robots. And yeah, I just. Yeah, and there's a scene where I think, I can't remember his name, there's a huge robot, a big spinny one that like is, is like a big, big wig at the company or something. And there's a, there's a yes. sequence where they like almost like traveling on him throughout yeah, the city yeah and, yeah oh, just, yeah it's just beautiful the design things in this to look film, at. amazing like, production design just the travel the transport system in this yeah where it just throws the ball from one thing to another yeah. and it's like a, it's like a marble run 
amazing. Oh, there's big scary like street cleaner things. Yeah. That would like take Terrifying. people down into the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Re- yeah, I remember that really scary. Yeah, and then you'd see them like in real life. There's mm. you know like just the the street cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Things that people drive around. You're like, ah, it's gonna I think, get me. I tell you what, I think this film is very in and how it talks about kind of class is very like important today actually. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, especially well everywhere, but this country right now, you could really. I don't want to get political, but you could really talk about this film. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. I think it's absolutely. great. So, and again, it talks about kind of, it's got big themes in there, but it's also, it's, there's a real wonder aspect to this, and there's so much comedy. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Brilliant. Robots. Right. Okay. So that was your fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So now for my number four. Oh, uh, yeah. Treasure Planet. Cool. So I've not you haven't seen I've Treasure heard, Planet. I haven't even heard of it. Kevin. So yeah, so we Google it, it now as you. It, um, yeah, so it follows the same basic story as, as Treasure Island. Um, it's uh, this boy uh, who lives with his mother. His um, father left him at a young age, um, and it's kind of about his, his, he's an angsty teen and, and trying to rebel from from his mother. And uh, his mother works in like a tavern. Um, and he just wants to be away and do what his father did. And right. um, obviously in the in the book it's at sea, but here it's in space. And just, again, the design of this film is incredible. It's these, like, uh, these proper big ships, um, like, like you see in Pirates of the Caribbean or anything like that, those age ships, but they're spaceships. It's amazing. Okay. Yeah, like, got sails and everything, but they're in space. They sail around space. Okay. It's amazing. It's incredible. And there's, again, really... I can't remember what the character's name is, but there's this really horrible, evil character that has these claws that really scared me as a child. Um, and um, almost kind of alien aspects of how he kind of crawled around the ship. And, yeah, there's a, a great scene in there. Um, and this weird kind of um, paternal relationship um, between uh, this uh, one of the pirates on the ship... Um, and that ends up then being bad, um, but yeah, just just a really complex relationship there, and this really cute little like you see this little like these mascot characters in films, which mainly are just to sell toys and yeah. just to to appeal to the younger uh, parts of the audience. But it was so cute. I can't remember what his name is, but he's a little shapeshifter. Okay. Uh, his normal form is like a little pink blob, but he shapeshifts into different things. Um, and there's uh, who is in this? Oh, it's Martin. Oh, I can't remember what his name is. Um, plays Buddy Frosty in, in the Santa Claus f- films and is a really famous American comedic actor. Uh, I can't remember what his name is now. Um, but he plays the robot in this. Okay. Um, and Hugh Laurie's in it. Okay. I think Emma Thompson plays uh, plays the captain of the ship. Um, again, a great cast. It's, um, yeah, the design of the ships, the design of the world here is amazing and really caught up my imagination. Um, and, yeah, I absolutely love it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's a great story about kind of, again, about family, about um, parental relationships and how you can find that in people that aren't your blood. Um, and, uh, yeah, I absolutely love this film. There's a lot of nostalgia attached. I need to watch it um, again um, now that I'm older. But uh, yeah, this um, this is a lot about growing up, and uh, and there's a lot of yeah, nostalgia and a lot of emotion for me in this film. Love cool. It. Please, please watch it, Chris. Please. Alrighty. 
Okay, my last one, and I've now talked about it a lot, but it's Wallace and Gromit, but it's Ardman. It's so just, you're talking. I'm talking about Wallace. I'm and I, I'm going to fiercely defend these because I know they're TV episodes, but they're not a series. They never come no. out in a series. They are um, a thirty-minute. Which is your favorite film that comes out? Um, I think my favorite from growing up would be A Close Shave. Mm, yeah, um, I watched that. That those three. The uh, trip to the moon, uh, close shave, and I can't remember what the last one's called, but the penguin one. I oh, that, that's uh, the wrong trousers. That's the second. Oh, one. the wrong trousers. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I watched that a lot. Yes, um, but I just uh, the film as well, and and for me, it's about where it comes from. It's British, but it, it it's one. It was one man. It was one man in mm. his basement for seven years, amazing. making that first film, um, which is just insane to me. And what it's become and. I, I genuinely think Ardman challenges any other animation studio 100%. That, that for me, um, there's something so, like, there's something that, that like, appeals to adults and appeals to, um, to children so much. It's a big Christmas thing for me, actually. Oh, okay. Oh, any, any Ardman thing I will watch at Christmas time and I will really look forward at Christmas time to sitting down, like, with a mince pie okay. and watching... Watching Ardman film, it could be the new Shaun the Sheep films. Oh, I, I love still, Shaun the I will Sheep. watch an episode of Shaun the Sheep around Christmas time. I love or Shaun two. the Sheep. They're just there's something so funny about them, and mm. and, and as we talked about in Flushed Away, a lot of it is in the dialogue. But something like Shaun the Sheep, it's just it's just slapstick humour. It's they're a just, lot. They're just, yeah, they're so they're so authentically funny. Mm. Um, but Wallace and Gromit is the biggest one for me mm. for them, um, and they have become such an iconic pairing and character throughout mm. like internationally um and yeah just always using kind of film and tv tropes to kind of tell interesting stories and then again they've got the, even we talked about it a bit with Rowan atkinson but they've got that straight character yeah. idiot character yeah, yeah. relationship and the straight character doesn't say anything it's yeah, from yeah. it and he's he's the clever one and and, and just all the contraptions the inventiveness yeah. of, all, of everything and the film the film Curse of the Way Rabbit, I would watch so, so much. Good. So I just funny. Went, like a really funny bit for me is when um, Ralph uh, Ray finds his character. I forget his name. He's the villain. Oh yes. He gets caught on a pole and his mm. his ass is showing, and the vicar's like, "Beware the moon!" <laughs> just like stupid things like that. It's like oh, kiss my God. carrots, kiss my brassicas, kiss my art. It's a joke. It's just like stupid things like that. It's so yeah. good. Um, I just realised it's basically Beauty and the Beast, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah. To some of. extent. Yeah, there, there's always some kind of film that they're kind of, yeah. It's just, it's a werewolf film. Yeah. It's a werewolf film, but with a rabbit, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, it's so funny. And again, incredibly British. Yeah. And I think the contraption side of it really, I think, uh, lends itself to like a child. It's just... Yeah, it's that wonder again. It's just like it's so cool. Yeah. I find I find those films so cool. And Hutch, the Hutch, the the little rabbit that yeah, gets yeah 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 created Hutch. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, I do like a bit of Gorgonzola. It's just this <laughs> tiny little rabbit that just becomes Wallace. It's oh, just, that's great. Yeah, Mate, I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Very good. Ardman. Ardman is my best animated film. Anything they do. Anything. Okay, I'll take that into account. Uh, yeah, I, I I do think they're brilliant. And un un um un maybe not unappreciated um, but uh, I think underrated and I've got my recommendation for you it's come to my head oh okay right we'll talk it's about that later one, but yeah um, right okay so my final one oh this is difficult um, 
I'm gonna. You've taken a few, which is good. So I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say Despicable Me. Yeah. I think it's. 100%. I didn't originally think of it because it's maybe slight, slightly later on in my childhood for animated films. But this changed the game. This absolutely changed the game of animation, of modern animation. Yeah. Just and then obviously Illumination now are huge, but their animation style is amazing. Yeah, like it's just just incredible. Like so much of it is really realistic, where they can do with the power they're processing, they can make these amazing things as well. Like, I I just I love the the kind of the core aspect of this film, which is all about like a villain basically turning good, which has obviously been done before, but it's it's so good and, and, and Steve Carell is brilliant yeah. and just we're going to steal wait for it demon <laughs> like it's just and it's the, so quotable as a film it's so quotable get us your tiny toilet <laughs> i said dart gun not fart gun here we it's go just... again <laughs> flatulence we're back to fart jokes i remember seeing the trailer for despicable me in mm-hmm. a cinema watching another film as a kid I was like i want to get i was wetting myself at the trailer i was like i want to see that i mm. want to see that. and the little minions but they've been a bit done to death now. Yeah. But when you first saw them, they were like... Amazing. The best thing ever. And they weren't meant to be like that. In the original designs, they were just going to be like actual, like, what you would normally think as like henchmen. They were going right, to be yeah. like henchmen, just stupid. But what a stroke of magic, making these little yellow things with different number of eyes, depending on the yeah. different characters, just... And making them, again, weirdly relatable yeah. and, like, lovable. And just the scene when they go into, like, the shop. Bye-bye. Like, bye-bye. <laughs> ah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just, and, like, this is so instantly recognisable and so quotable, this film. Yeah. First and we steal the moon, then we grab, then we sit on the toilet. <laughs> just like you've, you've got a bit staff then. Oh yeah, it's always all my impressions going to <laughs> They do, but and the fact that Russell Brand yeah. plays the old man, plays Doctor Nefario, yeah. and the second one's great as well. I think the first one's the best, but the second one's great. Yeah. Um, just the I, premise that they go to, uh, he goes to a bank of evil, and he's just yeah. trying to get a loan to be evil. It's like it's the whole just, point is just he's got to be a supervillain. And all That's... the gadgets as well. Like, um... Vector. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Vector. Direction and magnitude. <laughs> it's just, again, brilliant cast. Um, incredible animation style. I love all of the designs. Um, the, the shrink ray. Um, it's, uh... Yeah, it's so much fun. This film's yeah. so funny. Again, music's very important. and made, uh, obviously, Pharrell Williams a lot of money. Um, uh, obviously happy um, a great song as well Uh, I'm having a bad bad day it's about time to go my way just uh, so so great the opening sequence where the pyramid is a big bouncy castle it's just yeah there's so many great things in in this film and I think it really does need to be put aside the Shreks the toy stories I think it's that important yeah. Um, uh, Chicken Run. I think it needs to be put aside those really important seminal moments in animation. I think it needs to be put there. Um, yeah. Uh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just pure silliness. But it's just got, um, it's got too Hollywood yeah. um, in the fact that the, the Minions film is never something that needed to be made. The second one definitely did not need to be yeah. made. But what, what I like for Despicable Me, it, it wasn't something that was already created that I went and looked back on, which yeah. a lot of these films were as a kid. Mm. That I remember... I remember seeing the trailer. I remember mm. I wanted to go. I want to go watch that, and yep. I watched it, and it was brilliant. And I just talked about it at school all day long yep. to my friends that had seen it. 
yeah just yeah and it's it's one of those kids films which again it's a similar premise it's of um again someone that doesn't like kids i think it's jurassic park then love ends up loving these these three children um someone who doesn't fit in at all and finds that they have to do these weird things to try and feel some kind of self-fulfillment yeah, yeah. again like big themes in in a film like this um but just done with so much silliness yeah. so much fun so much universal humor aha it does work this time universal because <laughs> it is well it's illumination but i think it's universal as yeah, well yeah i remember um, the dun, dun, but um dun. yeah just so 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 funny um and i would watch it now i'd watch yeah. it tonight i watch it tomorrow um so much i think that is how we should put together our final top five is whether we just go and watch, watch it, it now. tonight okay yeah, yeah, I, th- yeah. I don't think we're going to struggle with this one should we do it yeah i think we've got some some uh yeah some which okay. we share i'm gonna fight you if Ooh. if an ard if ardman if oh, no, wallace no. and gromit's not one... in there as a collective Ooh. wallace and gromit so i want to put an ardman film in but i don't you don't think wallace and gromit is worthy of being i'd rather put flushed away in <laughs> I think Wallace and Gromit <laughs> is better than Flushed Chicken Away. Run and Flushed Away should all be in the top five. Should we put Ardman in then? And, Ardman. Which is cheating, but we'll put in Ardman. Ardman. Okay, yeah, I'm happy to do that. So that's number one. Ardman, um, Chicken Run, uh, Wallace and Gromit and Flushed Away. All Ardman films. All Ardman films. We'll pop that in. Although I haven't seen... What was the most recent one they did? Early Man. Not yeah, seen, that. seen that. Uh, Pirates and an Adventure of Scientists uh, is not very seen good. That, that is very good. That's on Netflix, I believe. Okay. Um, yeah, I need to watch that. Um, right, okay. Um, robots, we agreed on. Uh, yeah, okay. Makes sense to put robots in then. Um, I'll fight you if you're not going to put Shrek in. Shrek has I'll to be in. I'll allow Shrek in. Yeah, Shrek's got to be in. Okay, so we've got Shrek, we've got Ardman, and we've got Robots. So now it's the two spaces, which I think is going to be a bit more difficult to, to fit in. Um, To be honest, other than those, those are the ones I really wanted to fight for. Like, mm. a, a lot of yours... What were the other, What were yours again? Because I, uh, I just agreed on a lot so of So I've got Lilo and Stitch, um, Treasure Planet, and Despicable Me. Well, Despicable Me. Yeah? yeah, pop that in. Yeah, okay. so we've got Despicable Me, Ardman. Yeah. Um, robots. Robots. Shrek. And Shrek. So one more. Wally? No. <laughs> I'm not having Wally in there. I have seen depressing. the other two that you've done. <laughs> oh, what, so, you, so, oh, yeah, so you've Lino not seen Stitch. Treasure Planet and you've not seen... So I've got, I've got Wally and Ice Age. Oh, and Lilo and Stitch and Treasure Planet are, are far better films than those. Um... <laughs> I mean, to me, um, and my opinion is the one that counts because it's my show. Um, oh. I think Wally is. A, I think you would watch Wally now and enjoy it. Yeah, but uh, it's hard because you've not seen the other two, so it is unfair to put them in. But I think if you watched Treasure Planet tonight, you would prefer it to Wally. Put one of yours in. Do it. I'm putting Treasure Planet in, baby. There we go. We've got our top awesome. five. So let's go through it. So we've got Ardman films in general because it's too yeah. difficult. Then we've got Robots. Yeah. We've got um, Shrek. Yep. Despicable Me. Despicable Me. And, and your Treasure Planet. Amazing. That was so much fun. Cool. Um, I think the best way to sum up these films and a word that I realised I keep coming back to after first talking about Jurassic uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic Park is wonder. It's yeah. all, I think for these films, nostalgic films, it's all about wonder and the wonder that they created when you were that age and the fact that they it can still 
um, distill that in you at our age now. Yeah. Um, I just say it's all about that. It's all about um, making characters which are believable and, and which you can relate to, uh, but also ones just the, creating these amazing worlds um, and uh, and yeah, just making you want to be there. And yeah, I, I think all of these films do that. And I urge you, if you've not seen any of the films that we've spoke about, particularly each of our top five, please go and watch them. Um, and again, I'd love to hear about, um, I'll speak about Kyle's next week as he's given me his animated five, but I'd love to hear about everyone else's. Um, obviously, this is a very personal thing to people. Um, and I'd, yeah, I'd just love to see uh, people's experiences with these films. Awesome. So yeah, I think that's it for that section and we're going cool. into the last section. Cool. Listen to this great advert. I've always struggled with dating. Yeah, my long walks on the beaches, picking up stones, yeah. Well, now I've got my new dating app. It's made my carbon dating process so much easier. With carbon dating app, it tells you instantly how old your fossils are. So now I don't have a problem with dating at all. Yeah, carbon dating. The other kind is, 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 is to be improved upon. Get new carbon dating app. Righty ho then. So yeah, so this is our final section. I realise this is a bit of a long one, but you know what? We've been having a great time, and I hope you have too. And if you haven't, I don't care. Um, yeah, no, I don't. It's my show. Um, so what we're doing here in this final section, as we always do, we're just having a bit of fun, um, as we have anyway. Uh, but we're just going to play a game, and today our game is finish the quote so we've got some famous movie quotes please play along at home um and uh yes yeah, so we're each gonna say a part of a quote you then have to fill in the gap uh one point uh, for getting that right and then another point if you can get what the film is and another point if you can get what the year of the film is cool. so we're gonna do five each like we have done before uh and if the person's struggling then you can give them a uh a some clue. kind of yeah. clue okay cool. do you want to shall i go first okay you go first I'd say I don't give you the whole quote. I give you a bit of it. Or I leave uh, a blank. Or... Yeah, yeah. So blah, 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 blank. Okay. And it's up to you how nice you want to okay. be. How much of the quote you give me? I love the smell of blank in the morning. Napalm. Yes. And it's from Apocalypse Now. Yep. The and year. oh god. Uh, uh nineteen. Oh, eighty-nine. Ooh. Cool. It's uh, Apocalypse Now, nineteen seventy-nine. Oh, out. yeah. I did not know it was that old. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. There you go. So that's two points to two you. Two points to me. Right for you, good sir. Um, I have had it with these. That is. Oh, I nice have to you. had it with these. I was so much nicer to you. <laughs> I have had it with these. I have had it with these. Okay, can you give me a clue as like how much more of the quote is there? Roughly. In words. Because uh, mm, part of me just wants to go, bastards. <laughs> okay, there's quite a bit of the quote left. So I can... Could you give me some more quote, please? Okay. I have had it with these motherfucking... Snakes on a plane. <laughs> These yeah. motherfucking snakes on a motherfucking plane? On this motherfucking plane. That would yeah. be from Snakes on a Plane. When was it? I'm going to guess something like 2008. 2006. Oh. So again, two points two to points. you, but you were closer in. 
Okay, cool. there we go. My next one. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is... Blank. Oh. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the... Blank. War Room. Yeah. From... Well, the short version is uh, Doctor Strangelove. Or... I don't know the long okay, version. Okay, cool. That's fine. What's the long version? Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Right, that's it. Uh, and oh god when was that made 19 it's quite old isn't it black and white isn't it it is but it didn't have to be it didn't have to be 1958 a little bit later 1964 oh, two more points two to more you points. So oh, this is going quite well actually yeah cool right um, okay for you okay here is your next quote Houston. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. There we go. From Apollo 13. Which was? Which was something like 95. Oh my God, it was. Was it? No. No. I haven't even seen it. No, (laughs) Rabbi. Wow, that might be a confession. um, Three points. So that's four to you, five to me. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so you're one for me. This is question three for me. I see. Oh, that was literally the next one on my list. Was it? <laughs> oh, then yeah, we can't use that because you've okay. seen it. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, nobody puts baby blank. Nobody puts baby blank? Nobody, nobody puts baby. That's the start of the quote. Nobody puts baby. Um, I don't know. Uh... Is this is this the film Baby Driver? No. No. Nobody puts baby. I honestly don't know. Oh, okay. What is it? Have I told you the quote? We'll see if you can, if get, I can the get the film. Nobody puts baby in a corner. I don't know. Oh, okay. Have a guess. But, but literally, it would have been Baby Driver. I have no idea. Dirty Dancing. Nobody oh. Puts baby in a corner. Never seen Dirty Dancing. Oh, okay. Have cool. you? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of times. No, I've not seen that. Guess the year. Let me guess the year. Oh, Objective Dancing. You still um, get a point. It's got to be 90s, right? No? 80s. 19... Uh, 1988. Oh. It wasn't 1987. Was oh, man. So you'd get no points. No point. Nil point. Nil point to oh, you. I feel like the UK so for most years of Eurovision, but not us. Five, four still for me. Okay, right. You're number three. Um, go ahead. Make my... Oh, go, go ahead. Make my day. Oh, well done. Go ahead. Make my day. Is it? Is it a Clint Eastwood film? Yes. Is it um, Dirty Harry? It's not, no. Go ahead. Make my day. Okay, you're going to have to tell me the film. It's Sudden Impact. Okay. Do you know the year? Go ahead. Sudden impact. Go ahead. Make my day. Ninety-eight. Eighty-three. Okay. Yeah, that was an early a one. Bad one. So you got one point. So you're on six, and I'm on four. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you're on yeah, yeah. five, four. Yeah. So, so okay. Question four for me then. I'm gonna make him. An. I'm gonna make him an. Okay, that's not, I'm not giving you enough. I'm going to make him an offer. 
Alright, I'm gonna make him an awful weekend perfumes. Yeah. Just like that. Um, which is is it the first one? Godfather one? The original yes. Godfather? Yeah. Which oh god. Oh god. That's two points. Nineteen eighty four. That's a seventies film. Is it? Seventy two. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking seventies, but I thought no, it can't be that old. My no, God. it's nineteen seventy two. Right, so that's two points for me then. So you're on. I'm on six, and you're already on six. Cool. Okay, this is your question four. Still all to play for. Um, right. Uh, you had me at. You had me at. I don't know. No clue? I don't know what the quote oh. is. Okay, so it is You Had Me at Hello. You Had Me at Hello. Do you know what film that is? No. No, it's Jerry Maguire. Do oh, you know yeah. when Jerry Ger- Maguire came out? No, 68. 96. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no points to me, so Nil still point. six. Here we go. Oh, definitely what to play for now. Okay, right, my question four. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she picked here. No. Came here. No. Chose here. Walks into mine. That's the quote. Oh right. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. Right. Is that Casablanca? It is indeed Casablanca. Can you name me the year? Jeez. Uh, It's a sixties film, surely. You kind of shook your head. Maybe it's I'm not. I'm just waiting for you. Okay. okay. S- 62. 20 years out, my friend. What? 42. Casablanca. Is that old? 40s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And it's still one of the most famous films of all time. Yeah. Wow. There you okay, go. so I got two two points there. No, you got one. You didn't get the quote right. I know I didn't know, so I only got so, one point. Yeah, so you're but I'm still seven. beating you, though. I'm on seven, seven you're on six, six. into the I've final get, one. I've got to get two points to win. Here we go. Ah, oh, the tension. I normally rubbish at these at games. <laughs> right, okay. Your final one. I wish I knew how to. Oh, f- I wish I knew how to. Love? I'm going to give you one more word. Okay. I wish I knew how to quit. I don't know. It's been. Oh. I wish. There's only I, one I... word. I wish I knew how to quit. You. Like, I, I yes. wish I knew how to quit you. It is, yeah. I wish I knew how to quit you. Do you know what film that's oh, from? I wish I knew how to quit you. It's so, so ringing a bell. I, knew, I wish I knew how to quit you. Um, Fight Club or something, I don't know. No, it's Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. What okay. year was Brokeback Mountain? I believe... Now, there's some, there's that, some kind of... Yeah, that you can was, kind of work this out. 
I believe it was 2007. Oh, no, it was five. Was it? Yeah. Before I got one point, so we've... Pre-Batman. We've matched. Because I haven't got... I haven't finished yet. You have? I've got No, I've got one question left. I started. Did you? Yeah. So it's done. We've matched. Bollocks. <laughs> no. 7-7. Seven, seven. Is it? Yeah. Oh, damn. There we go. We're both equally knowledgeable about films, Woo! even though you haven't seen any. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Cool. Right, so we need to recommend something to each other. And yes. you need to do a confession. Yes, right. What is okay. your confession? No, we'll start with recommendations. Okay. Right, I'm so sorry, because I thought it was on Netflix and I've just looked, it's not anymore, but I'm going to still recommend it to you anyway, oh. so you've got to go out and buy it. It's very different. It's called A Grand Night In, and it is the official documentary about how Aardman was created, <laughs> how no, they do okay. all their animation, and how they produce things. Okay. Uh, it's, it's their entire journey as a production company. So where and is this? Where, where can, can I find, find it? it, sorry? Just I'm rent it online. That to you. <laughs> it's got a grand night in, okay. and it's the story of Aardman, Aardman okay. Pictures. And I know it's a documentary, but it's it's the most fascinating, it's one of the most fascinating things I've watched. Okay. 100%. So interesting. Awesome. And I'll give it a watch. I then. think you'll appreciate them a bit more and after, after yeah, watching them. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'd be very interested in that. A grand night in. Awesome. Right. Okay. So I shall give for you, and I'm actually going to give this to both of us, but I'm going to work out whether you find out whether you've seen it yet or not, because I really want to watch this, and I'd love to an excuse to talk about it on the pod, because um, I think I'm going to love it. So it's the film that just won the Oscar. It's everything, everywhere, oh, right. no, all I at once. I haven't seen that yet. Sorry. So, and I say this because it is readily available to watch. Well, it is if you can watch Disney Plus. But I think you might I be think, able yeah, to get a free uh, trial. Yeah, I've got, I've got okay, yeah. So they've just put it on Disney Plus. Everything, everywhere, all um, at once. And yeah, it's just won the Oscar, and obviously a huge, huge kind of thing for them to win yeah. for many different reasons, which we'll talk about when we talk about it on the pod next episode. Um, but yeah, so and I really want to watch this as well. So we'll both talk about it, and we can both talk about it with fresh eyes. Um, and yeah, I think that'd be really interesting. Cool. Awesome. Right. So going to uh, Callum's confession then. What what should I watch? What what do we think the confession uh, well, you is? Need to tell me Phil. Right. Should we go through some of these? Right. I've got a load of classic film quotes here. Okay. Well, wait, what about what what, what well, did you we haven't... talk about last week that I really should have watched? I mean, Lord of the Rings was you one. You haven't seen Back to the Oh Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That is a task to watch. That that though. is going to be a task. It's a to long. Watch. I'd say Back to the Future. Do you, you said you haven't seen Back to the Future. Yeah, not seen Back to the Future. I've got it on DVD. I'll yeah. give you it. Okay, I'll watch to Back watch, to the Future Watch then. Back to the Future, you idiot. <laughs> you absolute idiot. <laughs> okay, well, we'll watch that then. As <laughs> my, <laughs> my Callum's confession. <laughs> That'll be my Callum's confession. So next week we'll talk about those. And um, yeah, as a bit of a, a preview, as I spoke about earlier, I think next, well, next episode, we shall talk about Avatar. Cool. I think I think that'll be a nice way to to finish up this first series. Uh, and again, we'd love to hear what what you're thinking about, um, but what you think about the show. Um, if you can join in with us on watching the Callum's Confession and the recommendation, then we'd love to hear about what your film, your favourite nostalgic films are. Um, so yeah, that's fantastic. That'll all be for next episode. Um, let's just do a bit of plugging, and then um, that'll be it. 
So, yeah. obviously now, unfortunately, we can't plug the tour anymore because uh, as of tomorrow night, we would have finished. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, good sir, what have you got to plug for Raising Cane and yeah, for yourself? Just, just follow Raising Cane Productions online. As I said earlier, we've got a year and a day coming out. Uh, my one-person show. We've got some previews of it in Norfolk. We'll have some previews in London. Uh, so May and June, you can catch the previews. And then it goes off to Edinburgh Fringe for two weeks. So if you're going to the Fringe, you can you can get tickets to a year and a day already for the Fringe. So go ahead, book them in, and come come see come see the fringe. Come see me at the fringe, um, and then I've got a a new episode of the book at the end of the shelf will be coming out as an Easter special. So keep an eye out for that. But yeah, follow Raising King Productions, sign up to our mailing list, and keep up to date on all of our theatrical and non theatrical projects. Very exciting. And then yeah, for me, um, if you could. Um please go and see if you're in the area uh, please go and see Steam which is by uh, North Norfolk Talent uh, will be at the Wells Maltings um, uh, for I believe it's just after Easter is when we open uh, in April um, that's really bad I don't know the exact date I think it's something like the 11th or 12th of April um, so please come and see us we do both evening performances and we've got a few matinee performances as well so please come and see us uh, it's cherry picked basically from the best uh, young talent um, in, in Norfolk um, and it's it's going to be a great show, and it's uh, the first time this show has been kind of revived since it was uh, since it was in the West End back in um, 2001. So yeah, please please come and see it. We want all the support, and this is a charity production. Um, I think there's a local charity, but it's also for um, uh, U- uh, Ukrainian aid as well. Cool. Um, so please come and support us. Uh, yeah. So that's all for today's episode. All we have to finish with is uh, oh, uh, Chris is going to play I us out. Genuinely, I genuinely. <laughs> I always have a rough idea in my head and I do not have anything. Um, well, this should be interesting. <laughs> well, thank you very much, everyone, uh, for listening. And now we're going to put Chris on the spot and see what comes out. Uh... <laughs> Callum likes kids' films. His favourite is Shrek. Don't let him in your toilet because he'll leave a fucking wreck. <laughs> Woo! Thank you very much, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.